Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Gazetta! Yay! Yay! And uh, we got a great episode for you. It was Paige's week again. It was my week. <laughs> High on pain meds <laughs> for my teethies. This one is a hilarious episode. Uh, really fun to just get out there and talk about some just homegrown nerds. It's it's a lot of nerdery in this episode. Nerdery and murdery. Nerdery. Um, <laughs> That's I what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we get into it, we've got some news and reviews. <laughs> As you undoubtedly know, we have a Patreon now. Uh, our Patreon is great. I don't know if I'm allowed to quantify okay. it. I think it's great. I think it's pretty good. You sound so sure. Here's the thing. The Patreon is awesome. Uh, Armando and Paige did a great job putting together uh, some sweet bonus episodes that we've already recorded. I started one. I'm slower than them. It's happening. <laughs> but uh, it's a really fun way to get more of the podcast that you love for only $5 a month. And it helps us out. It helps us buy microphones and the upfront cost for merch and all the cool things that you guys want to see. So we're working on getting that together. And for just $5 a month, you can get those episodes. And for even more, you can check out our tiers and you can get sweet, sweet merch. So check it out. Yeah, exactly. You can also go to uh, patreon.com slash cult podcast to learn more, or you can visit cultpodcastshow.com. Got all the info there uh we also have a live show coming up next week on august 27th <laughs> yeah at baby burbank in geeky tees and games mm-hmm. i've been petting cats baby <laughs> in this store that has tea and games in it for so long um you're a much better singer than me uh yeah, our show starts at 7.30 p.m. We've got tickets on sale now for $10. You can visit coltpodcastshow.com slash Burbank for more information. It's going to be a wonderful time, and I really hope to see you there. And please get your tickets in advance so we know how much cake we need. Yes. Uh, and before we get into this episode, we've got some more five-star reviews. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to read uh, this one. This one comes to us from Gator Paralegal. Yes. <laughs> uh, Only a paralegal. Okay. Working their way up. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, the subject is currently drinking the Kool-Aid, which, oh, you naughty, you naughty, Gator. We told you We the, told you not to do that. Gator, we told you explicitly the opposite. How are you ever going to pass the bar and make partner if you're drinking the Kool-Aid? I started binging this podcast in April. I started with the Moonies, looking for a cult I recognized, and then went back to the beginning, and now I'm caught up, and I don't know how to live without your voices in my ears constantly. I guess I'll just re-listen until I memorize every episode, and then one day, when you guys come to the East Coast, I'll trip you all up with my deep cuts. I, That's in all caps, by I the way. Enjoy, I enjoy the East Coast quite a bit. I, I do I'm, love the East Coast. I'm on board. Uh, yeah, but you know what? That's enough uh, bullshitting around for now. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. 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 Don't drink the cool. 
the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these, these are, are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Andre Gazetta. Yay! And it's my week. Yes. So I have been undergoing a lot of hardcore oral sur- <laughs> <laughs> sur- surgeries. <laughs> Um, Is that what all those whips and chains were for that you got in the mail? <laughs> yeah, to hold me down to the dentist chair while they were like, this is going to suck a lot. Um, <laughs> me and the weekend's dentist be rolling mad deep. And <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, you I go, I, yeah. I go I to a fancy dentist. I don't think we got to talk about it. Did We We may have talked about it in the Speculation Zone episode that we released, but your dentist. My, I think we talked about it on, on I want to say, Heaven's Gate 3 that we recorded in the sauna Okay, in, in San Diego. Yes, that's yeah. I got right. heat stroke, so I forgot. Everything. Yeah, Bobby let us borrow the sauna. And uh, it was, uh, I mean, it's cool that he's the weekend's dentist and yeah. they're very fancy and do awesome stuff. I'm out of it on pain meds a lot of the time, including when I wrote this. <laughs> yes. So, hope it's cool. Uh, this is the third cult I tried to finish this week. Okay. Because I, I'm sure you do as well keep files of cults that I just add stuff to and then finish them, you know, when we're a couple weeks out. Yeah. So I pulled the first file, which is one that had been sent to us by a listener. We'll get to it eventually. Uh, Pulled a bunch of the research and in doing so, because I just wanted to like Google and make sure I was catching everything, uh, found out that cults by podcast did it like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was just like foiled again. So I went to the next file, which was amazing. Cuckoo Bananas. I cannot wait to eventually do it. But again, in the Google search, found out that they had recently sued three different people oh. for even just talking about them. Okay. And one. Oh, no. On copyright law. Jesus Christ. So we'll get to it. Because that one we have a cult artifact from. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's so... So crazy and so good, and the file's amazing. It'll probably maybe end up being two episodes, but we we kind of gotta wait for somebody to sue them and win. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if anyone feels like doing. So that. get in that Patreon. Help us avoid help these us, lawsuits. No, start your own true crime podcast. Cover this cult. Get sued and win, baby. <laughs> um, I'm thinking. They're probably headed for a fraud suit at some point. Okay. So either that or the leader's going to die. At which point... Oh, Jesus. I'm going to cover the shit out of that cult. Yeah. Uh, so, which left me with this next file, which if you grew up in the 90s and watched Investigation Discovery... Okay. Only real 90s kids remember this cult. <laughs> You'll 100% remember this cult. And a lot of people, I think, 
they call it a cult, but they don't usually file it along with the other cults because it is smaller. Right. Although they did get up to 30 people at one point. Look, just because it's smaller doesn't mean it doesn't have the same power as other cults. It's not the size of the cult. It's the motion of their followers. And <laughs> that's definitely the case here. So sources are a little interesting on this one. Obviously, we have the LA Times, the Florida Sun Sentinel, the uh, Orlando Sentinel, but then we've also got HuffPost, Life Daily, Cult Education Forum, and uh, a few different gaming websites. I'll get into why in just a little bit. <laughs> so today we're covering Rod Farrell and the Vampire Cult. <laughs> Rod Farrell? Rod Farrell. That sounds like a dick in the wild. It sounds like a crazy BDSM <laughs> porn name <laughs> in the wild. because it's, it's, it's Farrell. It's, it's Farrell Dick. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It's it's spelled more it's spelled more like Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I or I Pharrell. But now now I'm picturing a dick just running through the forest with balls as legs, <laughs> with a giant Pharrell hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> just with a pack. <laughs> just through the hole. Yeah. How? Someone draw a howling feral dick for us Please. and send it to us. And thank you, it has to have teeth. Oh, Whoa. no! <laughs> I, it's I, a vampire cult. It's a blood-sucking dick. Oh, so you've heard of Rod Farrell before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our sources. This is one that happened in the news and happened recently enough that most of our sources are newspapers. So we've got the LA Times, Florida Sun Sentinel, and the Orlando Sentinel as our main sources, along with HuffPost, ListVerse, Life Daily, ColtEducationForum.com, and a couple gaming websites. We'll get into why in just a little bit. Okay. Oh, um, but yeah. also, we have articles on, um, you know what? I won't spoil it. We'll okay. get to it a little bit later when I bring it up. So, Roderick Justin Farrell. Hot Rod for short. Hot Rod for short. <laughs> His rod was definitely short. We can all agree on that, right? I mean, he's, he's white. Um, I just don't know why when both when the names both Roderick and Justin are on the table, you're like, no, no, no. Roderick should be first. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, real. Anyway, his parents were just teenagers when his mother got pregnant with him. She was about 16. Well, that... Now that makes sense. I, get, I like that you say... Uh, I like that you say that it makes sense because that a 16-year-old go like, I got a baby, got to name it some wild shit like Roderick. Or Armando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about that briefly when I was like going to make fun of the 16-year-old child that was like, aw. Well, yeah. I, I did read through the first section of this and be like, Man, I'm glad Armando doesn't like vampires. <laughs> because this, with a different mom, this could have gone a completely different way. My mom wanted to, this is not a joke. My mom, this is actually helping our argument. My mom oh, yeah, wanted to name me Atreyu. <laughs> my name would have been Atreyu Torres. Had my mom gotten her way. Missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Instead... Is your middle name Atreyu? No, it's it's Julian. Um, so he was born in Murray, Kentucky <laughs> in March of 1980. Okay. Like Marie? Murray. Murray. Oh, like Bill Murray. Like Bill Murray. Like okay. The, like the daytime talk show host, Murray. <laughs> so 
His mother, Sandra Gibson, was only 18. His father was only a year or so older. They were married for three weeks. Oof. Before divorcing, and almost immediately after the divorce, his father joined the military. Oh, wow. (laughs) Excuse me, I have to go be a colonel. (laughs) I have to go to army. (laughs) That's such a, that's such a, like, a a period to the sentence, I don't want to be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. I'd rather go be in the military. Here's the thing. If you're going to join the military anyway, yeah. yeah. You could just stay married. You get not pay. have to see that kid or mom yes. for a while, n- then you leave. You know what I mean? Which is again, that's how much he didn't want to get married. Is he's yeah. like, I know it would pay me more, but let's get divorced. <laughs> so, uh it sees it says here that the official reason for divorce was I didn't like the name Roderick. <laughs> My vote was for Justin. (laughs) My dead brother's name was Atreyu, and (laughs) she didn't honor that at all. (laughs) So he barely knew his father at all. Uh, They only met a handful of times in his life. But because his mother was so young, he grew up with her. They were almost more like friends than a parent and a child. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. That's how me and my mom are. Uh, They lived on and off with his mom's parents over the years. And according to court documents, uh, he claims that he was, unfortunately, uh, raped by his maternal grandfather at the age of five. Oh, honey. Yeah. And that's included in both federal court records and basically family and criminal court records. However, no charges were ever filed against his grandfather, but that does not mean it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really kind of do want to stress this because it will come up later. People do get away with rape all the time. It doesn't mean they're innocent. Especially sexual assault against children. Yes. Because it's so difficult. In so many cases, it happens like the child might not say something until later. And then it's like a his word against their word thing. And then you have to go through this lengthy court trial that's Mm -hmm. very traumatic. And so like a lot of times it's safer for the child in that moment to just remove them from the situation than to have them go through a more extensive trauma. Exactly. Um, I mean, look at R. Kelly, acquitted, yeah, but definitely guilty, and only yeah. now getting charged. And because it's so far removed from so many of his victims, a lot of them will never get justice. And yeah. a lot of people don't come to terms with the fact that they were abused or have language for that until they become adults. And in a lot of cases, now it's changing, but a long time ago, there was a statute of limitations on that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Where if crimes. the abuse did, wasn't continuous, mm-hmm. you couldn't claim it after a certain time frame. Yeah. So when they weren't living with his mother's parents, they stayed in public housing. So this means hostels and shelters. His mom uh, basically supported them working as an exotic dancer and occasionally a sex worker. Exotic dancer, okay, means stripper. Yes. I always forget that. (laughs) You're just picturing like, what kind of dances? Is this like Shen Yun? Yeah. (laughs) Technically Shen Yun, exotic Exotic dance. Exotic dance. I always imagine the, like when you go to, to fairs and they have the cool, like, this is how, this is like my ancient Aztec dance and they have all the feathers and it's like really cool and they're like in feather bikinis. What fairs are you going to? I think you're referring to carnival. But yeah, not that kind of exotic dancing. Yeah. (laughs) 
I wish, man, I wish strip clubs had streamers. <laughs> streamers. And then, Ribbon dancing oh, at me. Yeah. Remember this? Yes. Ribbon dancing. 90s Olympic like realness, like tossing that rubber ball and then ribbon dancing and yeah. cartwheels. I, I mean, I don't know that I want to see somebody do it naked, but I'm willing to find out. <laughs> we it's just Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> and now coming to the stage, sexy cinnamon. And then a woman does a pole dance explaining how uh, the Chinese government kills babies. <laughs> <laughs> they harvest our organs. It's just like Cirque they harvest our organs. Organs like this ass, and then it's just, yeah. <laughs> ass is not an organ. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Tell that to Dr. Atreyu. That's the only one I listen to. Yeah. Cirque de Soul. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> so even though Rod and his mom uh, were close and he was her only child. God, had- do you think they called him Rod as a baby? I think so. God, I'm, I don't want to meet a baby Rod. This is my child. This is my tiny baby. Oh, what's his name? Rod. I feel like not since Ryder Strong has there been a more obvious porn name than naming a child Rod. Rod Farrell. Ryder Strong? From Boy Meets World. Oh, my God. Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. That's his real name. That's no. Yes. Yeah. And he wore a leather jacket because he was from the wrong side of the tracks. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, Sean from Boy Meets World has the most porn name ever. That poor kiddo. So amazing. I don't. I feel like you have to be a mechanic at a Jiffy Lube if you're named Rod. That's contractually obligated. Or a daredevil. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Something to do with motorcycles and rods. Hi, I'm Rod. Come to Rod's house of rods. Do you need a rod for curtains? How about a shower curtain or other window treatments? Come to Rod's house of rods. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just tell you this up front. I thought this was a dildo store. I'm going to leave. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to Ryder Strong's Emporium. <laughs> where we help you ride her strong. There you go. They actually just sell carousels. <laughs> And just saddle. Yeah, just saddle. Rider Strong. Rider Strong Saddle Emporium. Rider Strong's Emporium is having a charity thing right now where uh, all of all of your purchases go to help uh, <laughs> feral rods. Feral rods uh, get into the most important organ, the ass. <laughs> I couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure that out how to make was, that work. That was a real yeah. rider around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, asses are not organs. I don't know. Okay. Well, you know. You're not a doctor. For just <laughs> You're not the weekend's dentist. You can't tell me what's an organ. <laughs> I can't. I could call him to find out. But Every um, one of your donations will go towards helping a feral rod in need. <laughs> <laughs> just leaving crackers out in the forest to try and lure them into traps. <laughs> And it's just a thirst trap. It's just a girl bending over in yoga pants like, ooh, what? <laughs> oh. Anyway, so even though he and his mom were close, they didn't always get along. He was quoted as saying, she's a monster when she's angry, but I still love her. But there's one thing that kind of differentiated them from other families. Vampire culture was part of their family tradition. Sorry, Bitch, what? what? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, where did they live at this point? Uh, Kentucky. Okay, because I was gonna say if they lived in uh, down old Nolan's way, I we took a yeah we took a ghost trip. Uh, Nolan's or, does factor into this later. Oh, see, there you go. Because we took a fucking ghost tour that was done by a guy who also does vampire tours with his son. His yeah. name is Lazarus, and he's the best tour guide of all time. His name is Laszlo. Oh, sorry, Laszlo. Just like the vampire and what we do in, a sh- in the shadows. But yeah, Laszlo in New Orleans, that's another guy who is... A f- <laughs> a Vampires are the tradition in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a picture here of he and his mom carving a pumpkin. And the thing that struck me about this picture and the reason I saved it is because they look the same age. Okay. Oh, can I see? Like, that's a, that's oh a brother. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. Like, that looks like a brother and sister carving a pumpkin. Oh, and those yeah. glasses. Wow. Yeah, exact, right? Holy crap. Real creepy. I, uh, that's, a f- <laughs> that's the first time in years I've heard somebody say, holy crap. Um, holy crap. Oh, my goodness. So this is the thing that uh, me and my mom were. So when I was born, my mom was 18 years older than me, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, the same age difference she, here. Yeah, she's 16 years older. And we have a very similar uh, thing of just like when I was growing up, I was real big my whole life. And mm-hmm. apparently big means people think you're older. And my mom looks very young. Uh, she looks great. She Yeah, she looks amazing. And she... Uh, she she looks young and so eventually we hit a point where because we were different colors yeah people couldn't tell that we weren't different ages and everyone's first assumption was wow that's a weird couple yeah they treat each other like family i mean i'm like no kidding in this picture they look like siblings oh yeah yeah for sure that's the problem though that's what i mean is that me and my mom don't look like siblings yeah we look like uh, (laughs) you're dating (laughs) we look like we're dating which is really weird and uncomfortable when you go to a place uh called texas roadhouse for your birthday and um your mom tells them that it's your birthday and then they bring you and they say that your uh wife uh, told, them, <laughs> told them about your birthday. It's very uncomfortable that for happens, everyone involved. That happens to my dad and my sister a lot. Oh, That's very and, funny. And she's younger than me. Doesn't I mean we look rough, roughly the same age? Yeah. And it's just because she and my dad ended up. They would end up at common business things a lot. Yeah. And apparently in California, it's become so normal to see old guys and young ladies that people would just see them together and be like, oh, this is your wife. Yeah. Be like, I'm more no. used to seeing uh, older women with younger guys. That's what I've seen a lot more of recently. Are, what are you just going to people's private pools? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly in the mirror, our relationship is a crime. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I mean is that um, what I'm trying to circle it back to is because me and my mom were like essentially growing up together. She, I mean, like, remember you're like, early 20s and now imagine if you had to take care of a screaming feral rod that entire (laughs) time uh that's just yeah it's obviously like there's some problems or like there's the transition into adulthood that becomes harder when you have to deal with like a baby so like sometimes the parents get angry so yeah it's a very similar relationship that i had with my mom where like she's the best and she's like my best friend and my mom but i have memories of her just being like i don't have the skill set to deal with this shut the fuck up come on i can only do so much Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um but unlike your mom (laughs) 
Sandra, his, uh-huh. his mother, admitted to dabbling in vampirism. You don't know my mom then. <laughs> Your mom's sucking blood? No, no, no. Okay. No, 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 no. She had a fascination with vampire culture, and she introduced her son to it. So she would buy him vampire video games, vampire books. She would take him to see vampire movies, which, by the way, this is the 90s. A tiny vampire boom at the time. Yeah. yeah. So this is like this is like full Anne Rice. This is full blown yeah. Anne Rice interview with a vampire blade era vampire nineties yeah. craziness. This is also the tail end of the satanic panic. Yeah. I had friends in high school who dabbled in you know like they they got really into Anne Rice like to an yeah. extent where like this isn't just my favorite author. I've tasted blood. Like that yeah. kind of like, ah, we're going there. We're going to get into it. Yeah. 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 You guys had vampires. We had zombies. That's yeah. what, that's zombies. what that's I true. had. Zombie, zombie was kind of Walking the next dead. wave. Yeah. Although we had a mini vampire resurgence relatively recently with Troi- Twilight with Twilight, and True Blood. Yeah. Um, And then like, I, it's kind of nicer now that we're not in a vampire boom because the few vampire things coming out are really good (laughs) i like that you said vampire culture yeah it it is a culture like i know that sounded dumb i know i i understand it is a culture especially in the 90s but it's just because last week we talked about like growing me growing up with chicano culture so i'm just like yeah these like blood red cortez shoes full like vampire culture doc okay hydraulics on my coffin fool (laughs) Okay, I know in your home you're huggers, but here we're a vampire family, yes. so give me your neck, sweetheart. Okay. You go for the handshake, and they're like, oh, sweetheart, I'm a sucker. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and they suck your fucking blood. So as I a- just need a little taste. Okay. <laughs> as a teenager, Ron followed his mom's footsteps. He was already a fan. Do of vampires fan- have footsteps? I thought they kind of floated. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Nah, fool, I can't get these blood red Cortez's dirty, dog. Maybe that's why they look the same age, because she doesn't age. Ooh. She does eventually. <laughs> oh. Um, but already a fan of fantasy role-playing games such as Dungeons & Dragons, Ron found a place where he felt like he fit in more than anywhere. In Vampire the Masquerade. Or Masquerade, depending on how pretentious the person you're talking to is. <laughs> Which is essentially Vampire Dungeons Dragons. Okay. This is a game that took over and literally created a subculture in the 90s. I want to... All right, real quick. If you're listening to this episode and you want a bonus episode of us playing a little bit of this game... I am fully willing to play. Oh my God, please vote. It is a lot like Dungeons and Dragons. It is a story-based tabletop game. Yeah. I think it'd be really fun. Uh, People still play, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, fucking tabletop games are the shit, and I love them. Growing up, played mm-hmm. them all the time. And I, if we, if we do that, if someone sends us a set of Vampire the Masquerade uh, books or whatever we need, uh, I totally will bring tabletop friends. Perfect. It'll be great. We got it. We'll have Kyle. We'll have Kyle. We'll come bring over. Kyle. Oh, Kyle could be our dungeon master yeah. or whatever <gasps> the version of that is in Vampire the Masquerade. He can be. <laughs> he can be your dungeon master. I know he's gorgeous. Yeah. So. He went into this game and the culture around this game hardcore. And they're actually hardcore. 
This rod got hard. <laughs> hard. Uh, if you are a Law and Order person, there has full blown been Law and Order episodes about cases similar to this, oh, and specifically about Vampire the Masquerade, um, and also a CSI episode about it for sure. Um, there were full nightclubs of people who would play and role play as a club. Oh, yeah. what a stinky nightclub. Yeah. It's like Renaissance Fair for the 1800s in New Orleans. <laughs> Straight up, this rod, hard for blood. Hard for blood. <laughs> so This rod, hard with blood. <laughs> <laughs> that is how erections work. <laughs> the, the, the second the most important, <laughs> important organ is the dick. First is the butt. <laughs> First is the booty. Yes. So Rod fell in with a number of other teenagers who were kind of feeling outcast and found a sense of identity within this game. Not uncommon. People still play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. It's a completely normal way to act out fantasies and some of the feelings you're feeling in a constructive, healthy way. Provided that you don't take it too far. When you feel like an outcast, it's very easy to AT alienate yourself. Um, it was an outcast joke. Hey, yeah, no. <laughs> he and his friends took it too far. They started drinking each other's blood. Oh, each other's blood? Yes. Okay. This is how we get sick, guys. I know. This is how AIDS happens. Uh, bloodborne pathogens. Okay. Yeah, bloodborne pathogens. Uh, they listen to goth and industrial music, like everyone in the 90s. They're like living the Matrix. Um, what is goth industrial music? Who would that be? No one that you know or want to listen to okay. now. Because what I would think of is like New Order or fucking... That's like 80s goth. Okay. There's or... even, there's like people that were like, the chainsaw is an instrument, like that yes. kind of shit. Yes. Of just oh. like it's just noises and They're yelling. prototypes for industrial music, like the fucking Death Grips and shit. I like Death Grips. Death, Death Grips, Grips is, is good. Way more listenable than this. Yeah, shit. that's what I'm saying. Is like there's each time music happens, there's like generations of like the chainsaw is an instrument, and then there was like a couple others, and then Death Grips, and then fucking Kanye got it and got Yeezus, and then that kept transpiring, and now we have like I don't know. It just each time it becomes more and more listenable, and then it passes a threshold so of not original. This stuff was never listenable. Cool. Yeah. I mean, th I'm saying that as a person who cannot stand to listen to it. There are people that listen to it, so clearly it's possible. Yeah, for sure. There used to be a club in Los Angeles specifically for goth and industrial music. Uh, called Das Bunker, das Bunker. <laughs> uh, and one of the rooms was simply called Das Noise Room where it would just be screaming and chainsaws. <laughs> just imagine <sighs> someone walking out being like, I don't know what I expected. Here, because I don't think you're understanding how unpleasant this music is. Okay. Let's time out and listen to some. Okay. Relax your soul. Yeah. 
No, that's super palatable. Yeah, I know. I could really imagine. For hours at a time at a deafening, deafening volume. Well, here's the thing. You want to write good poetry, you got to suffer. And that's what they're all about. That is how I would describe listening My understanding of Goff is that it's all about suffering, right? Yeah, it's a lot of self-imposed suffering. Yeah. And what's more self-imposed suffering than listening to that music? for hours at a time mm-hmm. at an establishment i don't like it i don't know have you seen that video of those all the goth kids underneath an overpass yeah dancing all together <laughs> this shit that was shit. my high school <laughs> <laughs> so he was a loner and an outcast at school aside from his vampire friends okay um typical goth kid wore all black kept his hair long usually dyed black and typically clad in a black trench coat. Now, this is pre-Columbine when you could still do that. Yeah. Because after Columbine, there was a while where you could not even purchase black trench coats. Like, it was, they were persona non grata at schools. (sighs) How am I supposed to look like an FBI agent investigating (laughs) aliens? By all accounts, uh, most people say that from a very young age, he'd been obsessed with death. Okay. And horror movies, the occult, satanic imagery, demons. And he became convinced that he was, in fact, his character from the game, a 500-year-old vampire by the name of Visago. Which, let's be real, if you're a kid in high school and you're having a tough time, it's way cooler to be a reincarnated vampire than... Than to just be Rod. Rod in a basement. Basement Rod. I'm a, I I don't know how to make this work, but when you said it, my first thought was like Iago from Aladdin. No, Visago. Visago. Which I did find some articles that were like, they think he just misspelled the name of an actual demon. Okay. Um, and that's kind of where he got it. That he read about it in a book of demonology and picked it. The big, sure? book the big book of demons for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Are we sure he didn't just get a piece of mail from his uh, bank and it just said Visa Go and he went, oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Hmm. So he had started drinking his own blood in oh. his bedroom. Okay, come on. come on. Drink someone else's blood, you dumb. No, don't drink any blood. Wait, what? Bloodborne pathogens. <laughs> right. Just drink Clamato and lie to yourself. It's just as gross as <laughs> bleh, drinking blood. Bleh. He started cutting his skin open and sucking the blood out. Jesus. At this point, his mom felt kind of hopeless because while she was super into vampires and also enjoyed role playing as one, she'd never gone that far yet. Sandra, what's wrong? That's just my son's like been cutting himself open and like drinking his blood. Oh, my God. Does he need help? No, it's just I wasn't prepared (laughs) For the day my son would be more hardcore than me. Exactly. Imagine, too, like, when I was in high school, like, this is the kind of boy that would ask me out. Is yeah. like, he's in front of me in class, just drinking his own blood. Yes. I get tricked into going to homecoming with him because I don't know how to say no to people. This is not hypothetical anymore. <laughs> the guy, the guy, She's <laughs> recounting a story. Uh, the guy that I went to homecoming with, uh, participates in Viking games and is in a Viking core band. Hot. He's super hot. Very close. I will show pictures after. Yeah, I was just into seeing girls. That was it. 
That's I had seen Banks for a while, but I was also an adult at the time. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I was in high school where it's appropriate to wear a raccoon tail pinned to your pants. I've done all these things. Yeah, I had I had the the razor cut bangs with the little like pink pieces that would come out the bottom. My friend and I in high school had a business making our own animal ears that were not cat ears. So during class, we would be sewing moose antlers, cat ears of several different colors, dog ears, fox ears, so that you could be any eared creature that you need. We were a step away from furries. So like... No, you were furries. (laughs) Why don't you have an Etsy store? (laughs) Can you make us ears? Do you want ears? I can make ears. ears all day long. You already do. We all do. We have ears. (laughs) But like cat ears. I guess. (laughs) Armando did get me unicorn ears from his mom's house. Yeah. They have flowers. I'm going to wear this to Universal Studios. Do it. Tomorrow. It's your birthday. Be a unicorn if you want to. So I don't know. I just. Yeah. I. uh, I always think it's funny that every generation has like. I guess what I would call maybe inappropriately the downers. And, like, for you guys... That's and, why I couldn't keep being a scene kid. I was yeah. too damn happy. <laughs> it's the fucking, like, they had the goths, and then they just had, like, the scene kids. And it's just like, oh, come on, man. We get it. It's sad. Everything sucks and shit. I get it. I know. Hormones are the worst. True. Yeah. And even worse when you mix them with sex and hardcore drugs. And blood. Oh. And so much blood. blood. So... Farrell started smoking weed and doing LSD around the age of 13. Oh, too soon. Your brain's not done developing yet, baby. This is true, and it can stunt your mental growth, but... Yeah, just stick to beer bong, son. Or, I mean, that also can stunt growth. Ah. Um, But while some people walk that shit off and start podcasts about cults... Rod did not. Rod graduated to cocaine and heroin, which he would repeatedly inject at the same time. Oh, oh, what? Wait, he was injecting cocaine. He was injecting cocaine and injecting heroin, which are I, I've got opposite some notes. ends of the spectrum. Yes, I've yeah. got some. Notes it's not good for your body, them. man. I didn't know you could inject cocaine. You can. You have to dissolve it first and okay. then inject it into a vein. Okay. Um, but effects basically include loss of contact with reality, intense feelings of happiness or agitation, high blood pressure, and a high body temperature. Um, conversely, heroin is a downer. It's an opiate. Yeah. Um, it's a scene kit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's known for its euphoric effects, but it's usually related to respiratory depression and sleeping like yeah people take it and pass out so he's basically got these two things fighting for attention in his body and he's also losing a lot of blood <laughs> well a you get high on a lot less product if you only have if you're missing blood you know yes, you're gonna get true. high a lot faster b all the people drinking your blood are also gonna get high. Yes. Yeah. All of it. It's fucked. It's just, this is all bad ideas. Like, you're just mixing drugs, and then you don't know what your intake is, and then you're taking someone else's drugs through their blood. Like, this is just a chemistry nightmare, honestly. It's all bad. And on top of that, he 
there are many photos online, many, many photos where he looks like the pickup artist mystery. Oh, like oh, saggy no. pants, no shirt, long, dark you, hair. You mean creepy slash? Yes. Giant top hat. Yeah. He owned multiple giant top hats. I don't know when it became the thought that all vampires wear top hats. I don't know, but that's <laughs> such a thing. Because it didn't even, it wasn't even popular when top hats were popular. It was like post top hat era. Yeah. I I really think it's Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. Like, I think that movie yeah. and then, like, that time of just, like, I'm a gentlemanly vampire and it became mysterious and yeah. sexy. And we don't have to talk anymore about it. But, <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, there's this kind of romance to a time of vamp. Like, uh, like people tend to kind of, like romanticize the past and romanticize this whole thing and i guess top hats are part of it i don't know yeah i guess um at this point he refused to answer to anything but visago that's at home at school no matter where that's all he is visago doesn't need math class i've been around for 500 years math that bitch how about i teach you math um he also <laughs> here's Visago's map. Anything more than three liters, and I die. <laughs> I'm an all powerful vampire, baby. I'm in high school for the kicks. <laughs> Wait till my mom picks me up. Uh, <laughs> now, the downside to being a crazy, eccentric, blood drinking, druggy nightmare. There's a downside. He started gaining a ton of followers. Oh. oh, so it started from just a small group of like four or five people to reportedly 30 people, at which point I'm like, oh, that just means he was probably dealing. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was probably selling, but they would all meet out in the middle of the woods in an abandoned stone structure. We don't know what the building used to be, but across the top of the doorway, they spray painted vampire hotel. <laughs> Real on the nose, okay. Real on the nose, where they would have bloodletting ceremonies real, as well as drug orgies. Real on the nose for Ratu here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, what should we call our secret hideout? I'm thinking like Vampire Hotel. Yes, that's really secret. Great, good job. Thank well, you, at this you. point, Hotel Transylvania was already taken by Adam Sandler, so it wasn't at this point. But you know. <laughs> So one of the older boys in the group told the Orlando Sentinel that he, quote unquote, sired Farrell and crossed him over as a vampire, which means that they shared and drank each other's blood. Oh, Jesus. So also around this time and probably contributing to him feeling like an outcast, he and his mother moved back and forth between Kentucky and Eustis, Florida, because Saunders' parents acquired a home in the area. So they went kind of back and forth. It was right around this time that Farrell became friends with a girl named Heather Wendorf. Oh, man. Yeah. That's not a very sexy name. Sorry, it's Heather. Not. It's not. Let's see what her vampire name is, because I'm sure that's way sexier. Dorfy. Dorfy. That's her name, Dorfy. As a sophomore in Florida, he was troubled not fun to be around, didn't want to be there. He had been uprooted from his high school and his vampire friends to a new school. And one of the few people he kind of connected with was Heather, who was also kind of an outcast 
and rebelled against her parents over things like cleaning her room and uh, just normal teenage stuff. Yeah. But she was in that phase of teen years where it's just like, screw you, mom. I don't want to do what you like. It's just that. Yeah. <clears throat> We've all been there. I. It's just the people who think that when Rage Against the Machine sings like, I won't do what you tell me. They're like, they're not talking about the government. They're talking about my mom. Mom and dad. I yeah. won't do what you tell me. Exactly. I'm a rebel. Yeah. So after literally only about a year, they moved back to Kentucky. Okay. And during that time, Farrell would then call Heather Collect because this is back in the day when you would have to collect call if you were calling long distance. And it was a huge thing. And it ran up super expensive phone bills until her parents basically said that she couldn't talk to him anymore because it was just too expensive. Wow. Which made her very angry. So he's just a leech in every sense of the word, huh? Pretty much. Um, according to him, Heather was being mistreated at home and would repeatedly call begging him to put an end to the abuse. She implied that her father was hurting her and that her mother was doing nothing to stop it. And this is according to him. Uh, reports differ on this. Um, essentially, Heather's sister has gone on record saying that Heather and her parents fought, but there was no abuse going on. I think, too, though, that there's something that happens when you're a teenager where you hyperbolize a lot. Yeah. And so Heather might be just like, they're really unfair and they're just like not treating me right. And the and Rod, because he's had an actually abusive childhood that's where his yeah. brain went. he's kind of going like oh my god they're hurting her yeah and it's so painful and i understand this pain and i want to yes, stop it but yeah. she's just like the greatest thing is just like they won't let me do what i want they won't let me call you you know whatever yeah and and here's the thing i i don't want to minimize the idea that she could have been abused because she could be we don't officially know mm-hmm. she never really went on the record either way Basically, he said, she said, she was abused. Sister said, no, it was a normal household. They fought, but there was no abuse. Yeah. yeah. But when you're a teenager, you're like, they won't let me use the phone. It's basically child abuse. You know, yeah. like, you're just, you're dumb and you're 16. Yes. One time my mom didn't order me pizza when I wanted it. And I think I said, this house is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, story checks out. <laughs> once you get to a certain level of comfort uh it's really easy to see anything as an abuse yeah sort of yes mom um well as you mentioned he felt empathetic because he had been abused as Mm -hmm. a child and he decided that it was time for her abuse to stop oh no so he assembled a small group of vampires from his larger group oh jesus christ how is this not going to be? I know it's going to end badly, but that is the silliest sentence. Yeah. Howard Scott Anderson, who was known as Scott, uh, and two girls, Dana Cooper and Charity Kesey, Kesey, all of them were between the ages of 16 and 17. Vampire posse. Vampire posse. The cult's original plan was to pick up Heather and bring her back to Kentucky. But things changed when their car broke down upon arriving in florida now they had a problem first of all they're stuck in florida yeah nothing good ever can't get back to kentucky but secondly now they needed to get a car so the plan became to steal heather's family's ford explorer Hmm. 
okay, like no one's going to figure that shit out. Well, they talked to Heather and Heather was in on the plan. So Heather told Farrell that the keys were inside her parents' bedroom, but that she would leave the garage door unlocked so that he could get inside. But first, he would have to initiate her into his vampire cult. Oh, my God. In a crossing over ceremony. They did the ceremony at a local cemetery where they each cut each other and fed on one another's blood, as well as taking large amounts of hallucinogens. Great. Fantastic. Everyone was super high and getting paranoid. Uh, Some of the girls had popped pills. Basically, now they weren't just going to stop at stealing the Ford Explorer. Now it had to be a bigger plan. Oh, no. Bigger than a Ford Explorer? (laughs) A semi-truck? Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm I'm upset because I know what's going to happen probably. And it's making me really upset. Yeah. I do know what happens. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. The girls dropped Farrell and Scott off near Heather's home at around 9 p.m. And they walked into the house and opened the garage door, which was unlocked. Heather had unlocked it for them. All they had in their hands were wooden sticks because they're vampire weapons. Oh, my fucking God. The thing is... The wooden sticks only work on other vampires, <laughs> yes. you fucking... No. Yes. Wooden sticks will kill anyone. Yeah, but, like, um, this is dumb. I uh, The thing that's making this so challenging and that I want everyone to understand is what's going to happen right now is really fucked up. Yes. But it's a big dose of fucked up mixed with just ridiculous teenage angst and it's like oh my god i'm sorry it's just so like every time i'm saying like oh my god like exasperated it's just because it's like of course you fucking did you sophomore of course you thought this was a life or death situation you idiot so they didn't know how big heather's father was and they were worried so they looked around the garage to find other things that they could use as weapons just in case and they found a crowbar oh no they also found an axe, but they figured that would be too loud. Yeah, I they're know. high. They're I, fucking they're, they're high, high idiots. It's your, oh my god. They walked through the door from the garage leading into the main part of the house, and they saw Heather's father fast asleep on the couch. They started to make their way to the back bedroom, but they couldn't find the parents' bedroom where Heather told them the keys to the explorer would be. Still being high on hallucinogens. He flew into, well, Farrell flew into a murderous frenzy. He snapped and repeatedly hit Heather's father in the head with the crowbar until he was beyond dead. Jesus. Oh, my God. He says that he doesn't even remember how many times he hit him. He's been quoted as saying, I really have no idea where the notion came from, but Scott and I just decided to kill them. So that's what we did. In a childish manner, Scott and I ambitiously danced around his body before he was dead. Ambitiously is the... That's the word he used. That is the weirdest word choice Well, that's what you get from somebody who only made it to sophomore year. Yeah. I mean, that's what you get from somebody who started taking acid at 13. Yeah. He stood frozen and scared to death, but still super, super high. From the dancing, Heather's mother appeared and walked into the room. So she obviously saw what had happened. And there's some debate about what happened next. Farrell says he doesn't really remember. um, But he was pretty sure that she threw a cup of coffee on him. She was carrying a cup of coffee. 
lunged at him, and then he beat her to death as well. Jesus Christ. Other witnesses say that he just beat her to death. It doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. Because if you're trying to imply that she attacked you first, you broke into her house and killed her husband. Yeah. So no matter what, it's not, it's not, it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even if she did lunge at you, she's exercising self-defense, not you. God, these fucking idiots. So after realizing what they did, they ran through the house, finding the keys and then ran out into the night. They drove the Explorer to con- collect the girls, the other two girls, and Heather, and to get out of town. They wound up getting stopped by police five different times. What the oh fuck? My God. Because Heather's big sister had arrived home and called 911, finding both her parents dead. They were stopped by policemen who thought they might be the people that killed them and then decided that they weren't and let them go on their way. What the fuck? Yeah. How? How? How do you not run the plates? These are the people that got murdered. What the fuck? No idea. Well, we're looking for a man named Rod, but this man is obviously named Visago. Well, this is also, remember, this is like early to mid 90s. It's not like you could instantly run plates. Oh. Yeah, you had to, like, call somebody up. Yes. And then, like, get it. And then, yeah, it's just a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, though. Yeah, yeah. It's still a little crazy. Uh, Their plan was to basically drive to New Orleans from there. They actually ended up driving quite a few days before Charity, one of the girls, lied to them and called her parents from one of the places they had stopped, who then alerted the police. Um, Rod confessed to murdering both Heather's parents, Richard and Noma Wendorf, and he was sentenced to death, which was later commuted to life without parole because he was only 16 at the time. That's not true. He was 516. <laughs> Uh, in 2015, the U- U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all juvenile killers with automatic life sentences must be resentenced. This means that he could potentially be eligible for parole, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get out. Um, much like the people who participated in the Manson murders, I, I doubt it's going to happen. Yeah. It keeps getting overturned. Um. But if that's not bad enough, remember that he's not the only family member who's on the wrong side of the law for vampirism. His mom, in the midst of all this, developed a liking for one of his vampire friends. Oh, Oh, no. no. And she started sending letters to the 14-year-old. Mommy, no. Younger brother of one of the vampires. That's so creepy saying that she would be, quote, his bride for eternity as part of a vampire family. So in one of her letters, it reads, I longed to be near you for your embrace. Yes, to become a vampire, a part of the family, immortal and truly yours forever. I only hope that one day you will once again return to Murray, which is in Kentucky. You will then come for me and cross me over, and I will be your bride for eternity, and you, my sire. Thanks, Vizacos, Mom. (laughs) Uh, An attorney fighting these charges for her argued that the letters are constitutionally protected free speech, 
Um, but what you still can't send sexually suggestive things to a child. Exactly. Uh, Kentucky, the state of Kentucky ruled that when the exercise of a First Amendment expression of speech crosses the line and evolves into criminal activity, those expressions of speech are no longer afforded constitutional protection. So her charges were upgraded to criminal solicitation. Good fucking creep. And that is, for now, the end of this cult, unless he gets released. But Jesus I don't think Christ. he will. That's so creepy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just every person you knew that Andrea made fucking cat ears for, it could have been, it could have turned out like this. I did have a friend was in my art class who believed that she was the reincarnation of some Egyptian goddess what? and her girlfriend and it was this whole thing and I was just like I get that you guys are bored but like <laughs> and I was like in my head I was like oh that's like funny like that's like a bit yeah and they're like no this is real and I thought she was fucking with me she believed it so it's just like what okay well I'm probably not gonna come to your house anymore because this is weird. Yikes. This is weird. <laughs> also, I forgot to mention, well, now's as good as time as any. If this case sounds familiar to you, like, when I was reading it, I was like, isn't that basically the plot of Natural Born Killers? Well, it turns out that Natural Born Killers came out two years before this. Wow. And you would have definitely seen it. So this is considered one of the copycat murders following that film. There's Jesus. definitely, you're right, though. There's definitely, like, I've seen either uh, CSI. I think it was a CSI episode. I think it was Where a there's, CSI like, episode. a vampire cult, and it's underground, and, mm-hmm. like, we don't, we are vampires. And this is, it's, like, this whole thing, and yeah. it's based on this, like, concept of, like, vampire lore gone too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And murder. Jesus, that's so... Everything about this story is so stupid. Imagine what a shitty vampire you have to be that after 500 years you're still in high school. Just... I mean, that's everyone on Twilight. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? What they never talked about is how uh, Edward could never get past Algebra (laughs) 2. He's had 187 years. (laughs) I, uh... Yeah. God damn. How do you fuck up you you were born to do porn, obviously. And yeah, you Rod. Just, and you just you just fucked it up, Rod. Yeah. Feral Rod. God. Oh, I do like want to show you the picture of him looking like mystery. Okay. Because, oh, please, yes. Because it's it was one of those things where I saw it and I was like, is that fucking mystery? Oh no, wait, that's the guy that I'm profiling. We have to post this on our Facebook. He looks like evil cat in the hat. Yes, right? that's what I was gonna say. But like Jesus, evil Jesus cat in the hat. He's wearing a Dr. Seuss hat. Oh, did you take a screenshot? Yeah, I did. That's fine. He look. He's he's wearing the Dr. Seuss hat. Uh, he just looks evil. Yeah. I don't like it. I yeah. No, I I don't blame you. I'm not a huge fan. Um. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's. <sighs> It's similar to any one of many murders where someone believes that they are rescuing a 
romantic partner. Damsel in distress. Damsel in distress and kill their family. It's always a bad idea. It was bad when it was Gypsy Rose Blanchard. It's bad in Natural Born Killers and it's bad here. The only difference is this one actually had people super high on hallucinogens drinking each other's blood. Yeah. I think it just goes to show that uh, really the gateway drug is Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) And if we don't outlaw it now... I was going to say the gateway drug is blood. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm I'm dead serious, though. I will play <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade with you guys. There yeah. used to be a guy. Who- are you dead serious or are you immortal serious? Why didn't you do undead serious? Oh, undead serious. I get this. Wait, can you redo it? So do they. They suck at it, too. They're vampires. <laughs> hey. Um, there used to be a guy at a comedy club that we have all worked at who was a hardcore Vampire the Masquerade player. And I only know because, like, I wore a low-cut dress one time and he was creepily staring at my boobs. And another comic was like, hey, dude, her eyes are up here, but you can go in the other room. Like, leave her alone, oh, okay. basically. I That, see, phrasing is bad on that one. Yeah, I mean, he got the message of, like, hey, leave her alone. She's just yeah. sitting here, basically. And... That guy then sent me a friend request later that night, and his entire page was like Vampire the Masquerade. And I was just like, what? Is this the 90s? Like, what's wrong with you? Off air, can we name names? Uh, Off air, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. I want to know. You might not know him. Okay. Yeah. That's it. And as someone who has written Vampire Erotica, I cannot really throw stones. <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, this is why we need Blade. This is why we need Blade in real life. Well, you know, tax evasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even vampires got to pay taxes. Hey, if you want to send me um, your own blood, don't do it. Don't do it. Maybe do it. No, don't, don't, that, don't I feel like that. it's illegal. Don't right? send don't us do blood. Do don't not send us blood. Do not don't, send do us not blood. Send don't send us. Don't. Send us. But if you're gonna send us blood, no. don't, 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 do, do it. not don't send do it. us no, blood. No, 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 no. Don't send no, us blood. No, 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 don't, don't, don't. <clears throat> do send us copies of Vampire the Masquerade. Yes, do that. <laughs> Whatever we need to play. Covered in your own blood. No. No blood. No blood. Okay. Zero blood. So we're on no I, blood. No blood. Okay. I, I will take a vampire cape if anybody's got one. There you go. Cape covered in your own blood. No, so, no, oh, no, no blood. This is so hard. Okay. It's is Rod it? Farrell. I was gonna, I mean, that's full of blood, so you should not send it to okay, us. Okay, okay, don't so send it to us. It's no blood. Okay. No so blood. So send me your blood. No to, blood. Oh, oh my God. No <laughs> blood. If you want to send me almost anything excluding your own blood, you can do so at uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M A N D O Does Stuff. And you can also find my blood type on my website, which is Mondo Does Stuff. <laughs> Why is that on your website? Just in case he's in a car accident and they also want to see some of his stand-up videos. Quick, give me his blood type and also his next three shows coming up. How does he feel about 9-11? Let's watch the tapes. I gotta see his wacky takes on the world. Does he have a type 5 for TV? Roll the tapes. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, If you want to send me photos of you in any assortment of animal ears please send them to all the things at sundress comic <laughs> or check them out at andre gazetta or you can go on my website if you want to get some sweet art made by me 
www.andregazetta.com. Um, if you have vampire erotica that's not Twilight, feel free to send it my way. Or if you're some sort of fancy artisan who makes vampire fangs or weird ears or capes, we love that shit. You can send all of those things to me at Rampage Wesley on Instagram or at Page Wesley on Twitter. Yeah. See, even if you want to just send us photos of the cool shit you make, we'd love to see it. We do. We love seeing it. It is legal to send blood in the United States God as long as it. it's proven to be pathogen free. Uh, but you can only send it through the United States Postal Service. Oh, so we're going to trust them to handle bloodborne pathogens? I don't even trust them to handle my mail and coupons. I don't either. That's why we have that P.O. box. <laughs> um, hey, if you want to send us as a group something like, I don't know, send us your goth slash scene phase. Uh, oh, my God. Any memorabilia from your scene kid phase. Oh, yeah. yeah. Photos, I want to see them. I kept yeah. all my Fallout Boy shirts. I'll show you the embarrassing photos of myself in high school because I was the type of guy who wore, um, early in my high school career, I just wore my football jersey most days because I was like, I'm on the football team. <laughs> yeah. Never washed it. And then eventually I was the kind of kid who wore button-up shirts to school every single day and a tie but didn't tuck my shirt in. This is when you went from football to theater. Yep. Yeah, You can sure. see the transition. Theater nerd. God, probably only didn't wear a, a fedora because I couldn't find one big enough. If I can find them, I will post photos of me and Moose Ears. Ooh, I found them. I if you want to send us vampire top hats so we can be the old-timey <gasps> romantic vampires of our dreams, yeah. that would be fantastic. All your what is steampunk goggles? Oh yeah. my god! I found real Oddfellows goggles in a vintage store the other day, but they wanted like three hundred dollars for them, and I did not have that kind Jeez. of money. Yeah, send us pictures and memorabilia from your scene kid slash goth phase days. Uh, yeah, and you can do that to um, Instagram or Twitter, which our Instagram is at Colt Podcast. Our Twitter is at Cult Podcast Show. You can also send it to our email, which is cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or you can send it to us physically. Please do not send us blood at 3756 <laughs> West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like, like the, the shining. shining. Except not like the shining because those have the blood elevators and you're not supposed to send us blood. <laughs> Los Angeles, California, 90065. We also have a Patreon. Um, and for just $40 a month, you, you can, can get a vial blood. of our no, own blood. No, you cannot. No. Mine's just going to come uh, out as cheese whiz. Yeah. Mine is just gravy from KFC. Um, <laughs> I My blood is actually key. frosting. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure unicorn blood, which is what you would have, is like yeah. a flavor of vape. Um. It also can cure. It gives you healing powers. Yeah. Probably. Save it for D&D nerds. Anyway. It was Harry Potter, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Save it for H&P nerds. Um, Yeah. If you you want to help support us and keep growing our podcast and help us uh, make new merch, buy new equipment, uh, do a bunch of cool shit for you guys to, to make you guys, I don't know. If you want sweet bonus content yeah. that you can only get for $5 a month by being part of our Patreon, including sweet episodes of cult-adjacent topics that we don't have time to cover here, yeah, 
If the, you're horny like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a real horny boy. Uh, if We're going like, to have a full calendar of Armando Torres in scene kid wear. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> But now. Yes. <laughs> now. Currently. now. Hey. I never wore it. I never wore it. I'll show you me in high school. I was very pretentious and shitty. Um, but yeah, if you want to learn more, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. You can also go to cultpodcast.com slash Patreon. And also we've got a live show. <laughs> yeah, we've got a live show coming up in about eight days. It is uh, at Geeky Tees. And games in Burbank, California at 7.30. Uh, it's on August 27th. It's going to be great. It's our two-year podiversary. Um, come. Come out. Please come out and buy your tickets in advance online. A, so you guarantee that you get them, but also B, so we know how much cake to buy because yes. there will be cake for our birthday. Uh, go to um, www.coltpodcastshow.com slash Burbank for more information and a taste of our first live show. We got a clip up there for you guys. Yay! Yay. And I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink blood. And don't ship it either. And don't ship it uh, because bloodborne pathogens. That's how 28 Days Later happens and Evil Dead and also Walking Dead. So just like don't do it. Blood is dangerous. Uh, And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. You know you can ship a placenta. Gross.